This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. My great hero Thomas Merton once wrote that our idea of God actually tells us more about ourselves than God. And so the question this week I'd like to look at is how do we experience like the real God, the real divine, the real sacred other who created all that is? Well, maybe it might be standing alone at night gazing at the stars, walking through the redwoods, washing the ocean's relentless tides. It could, it could happen by just simply experiencing rain, hitting a window, or watching a child at play, or a flock of geese in formation, or even looking at a bumblebee sipping nectar from a flower. It might even happen sitting on a meditation mat or in the midst of a group of worshipers on Sunday morning or maybe even walking around the Kaaba in Mecca. Maybe God will sneak up on you on a retreat or if you're making a hajj or sitting in a sashin or at the birth of a child or even the death of a loved one. The Divine One who created all that is has more than a zillion ways of making herself or himself known to us. What I've learned is they all have one common denominator. They're always in the present moment. Remember, God didn't tell Moses, I was who I was, a God of the past, or I will be who I will be, a God of the future. God simply said, I am an ever-present reality dwelling and accessible in this present moment. So back to the question, how do we experience like the real God? Well, as I've just said, I, I believe it always happens in the present moment, in the now. And I also think that learning how to get quiet really helps. Again, Thomas Merton suggests one must know how to return to the quiet of worship, that reverent peace of prayer, the adoration in which our entire self-ego silences and abases itself in the presence of the invisible Holy One to receive God's word of love. Now, in such a setting, Merton continues, one opens the inner door of his or her heart into the infinite silences of the spirit out of whose abyss love wells up and without fail gives itself to all, to everybody. Now, I don't want to mislead you into thinking that simply getting quiet will always lead you into warm feelings of safety. It's not necessarily true. Merton warns us that exploring the deep inner recesses of our heart and psyche in the hope of connecting with God can actually sometimes become quite scary. Well, another thing I've learned as I've tried to connect with the, the divine other is that my ideas of God, my concepts of God are fluid. Now, I'm not suggesting that God is fluid. I'm suggesting my ideas or concepts of God are fluid and open to change. Whatever boxes we construct to encage God, or uh, they're prone for demolition, either by life's experiences itself or maybe even by God. Now, I share this with you because it's been my experience, 
And after so many years of pretending to be a God expert as a self-proclaimed prophet sure of the correct spiritual answers, I've come in my older age to see the silliness of those perceived answers and embrace the countless questions. Paradoxically, the questions, rather than the answers, have given me a lot more peace. Years ago, when the movie Close Encounters of a Third Kind first came out, I was living in New York City, and uh, I was there. I was trying to be an actor, and I was a cab driver and all that stuff. Well, uh, one of my friends named Jana and I went to see the movie when it came out, and we got there late. The only seats left were in the very first row, so I had to sit scrunched down while craning my neck back just to take in the entire giant screen. Now, at first, I was really agitated, but as the movie went along, I began having a surreal experience of actually being in the movie and by the end when that huge mother ship arrives over devil's tower and started playing those five unforgettable tonal notes a b g then an octave lower g d the bass in the theater was so loud that our seats were actually shaking and i had a cathartic experience now in the movie a close encounter of a first kind with aliens uh, was audio communication as evidenced by the five tones I just shared with you. An encounter of a second kind was a visual communication, like seeing their flying saucers. But the goal of the true communication with other life's forms was a close encounter of a third kind, when you actually touch each other. And this, for me, is a metaphor of what I try to experience in my own times of getting quiet before God. I'm seeking a close encounter of a third kind. So how can I tell if I've really made a connection with the real God? Well, I know I've had a close encounter of the third kind with the divine when I come into emotional contact with how self-centered I am, how afraid of intimacy I am, how I ache for loving acceptance. And paradoxically, this awareness is not shaming but rather liberating. Instead of shutting me down in fear and driving me further into hiding, it opens my heart to have more compassion for myself and for the people around me. I realize on a deeply felt level that I'm just a silly little man on a great big planet just trying to do the best I can. And I'm surrounded by other little silly beings trying to do the very same thing. We're all afraid of being vulnerable, of being good enough, of being worthy of love. And this awareness is incredibly unifying. I feel deeply connected and interdependent with the rest of humanity. I find myself less judgmental about others and even myself. And the freedom that comes from this felt experiencing, experience, it's intoxicating. I realize I just simply don't have to try so damn hard. Now, this is what transpired with me that day on that exercise bike in Windsor, England that I shared with you last week. As I encountered the living God, I became keenly aware of my, of my own myopic and self-absorbed um, ideas of myself. The experience that day didn't make me feel bad. They set me free. 
free to know that I was already acceptable to God and that it didn't matter if I lived in the United Kingdom or the United States. It didn't matter if I worked for a church or sold insurance. God simply loves me. Neurotic, overweight, bald and all. The other thing I noticed about uh, such times of those connections is the deeply felt experience of joy and gratitude that erupt. Joy in simply being alive and grateful for the gift of this life. So what if what I imagine is taking place in such moments is just another delusion that I've created to make myself feel good? Who's to say? But what I can say is that after such experiences, I'm a much softer, kinder, and more compassionate human being. Now, if that's a delusion, those who have the sometimes difficult task of living with me will pray that I have even more delusional experiences. As always, thanks so much for allowing me to join you for these few moments on your journey today. You know, next week we'll be coming up on the final episode of this season. It's, it's been just about a year that uh, we started the Meditations for Misfits podcast, and I am so honored that uh, you've been part of that journey. Really, thank you. In conclusion this week, I'd like to share an idea uh, that I came across in a book by uh, another of my favorite writers, Brennan Manning. And he shares that many years ago in the deep south of the United States, when someone attempted to describe to others their experiencing, their experiences of connecting to the God of the Bible, the way I've talked about in this podcast, long before the terms born again and saved were overused parts of the Christian lectionary, they would describe their experience as, quote, being seized by the great affection my prayer for both you and me this week is like Jeremiah. We will become ever more increasingly seized by the great affection. Who knows? We may even be able to see life and experience life in a whole new way. <laughs>